For law firms of any size, all dropped calls, emails, or social media inquiries represent a missed opportunity. And for every missed opportunity, there is a financial cost to your business. I'm Leah Levy, co-founder of Nanato Media, and this is In Camera Podcast, where bots and humans keep the ball in the air. podcast private legal marketing conversations grace welcome back thank you leo how are you today i'm great grace you know what i was telling you about it last week and i can report back that today is my first day after we held our first webinar under nanato media grace and it was fun i really enjoyed it it was I, it was nerve-wracking i must say right uh, it's different. It's a new thing. I know I know you're laughing because you're a webinar expert. You've been doing this like forever, like 10 years of experience conducting webinars. And I, I, I can get why you would think this is funny. But uh, it wasn't funny at all yesterday, right around this time when I was getting ready to connect. So yeah, that's my news. How about you? Uh, we got some different news coming up, uh, you know, with the, all the new things that we have going on with Persist, and um, we are looking at opening up something different coming up, hopefully. I and know, Grace, and we cannot wait for you to be ready to actually share news about that, because I must say I had just listened for to a, uh, a sneak peek of it, and oh my God, is this a game changer and super exciting. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. I know there's still plenty to talk about other things that have to do with Persist. And so let me just kind of make an intro for those who did not join our conversation last week or haven't listened to our episode last week from last week. We initiated a conversation about the M softwares for law firms. And those are the case management softwares, the customer relation management softwares, the lead management softwares, right? And these are all super important. And we talked about the benefits and the cons of using one platform for everything. But the one common denominator that all of these systems have is that they need to interact with your telephone system, right? Whether you have them living all under the same umbrella or you have them scattered out across different platforms and different providers, they'll still all have to connect to your telephone provider. And Grace, I'll be honest with you, telephone systems, particularly VoIP, is something that I just struggle with, right? I cannot just find one that is extremely reliable and efficient and that you can just be using it on your desktop and then switch, uh, swiftly switch to your mobile device when you need it. It kind of like just something that doesn't work right, at least in my experience. And, and believe me, I used to be one of the first fans ever, like 15 years ago when the VoIP technolo technology came out, I was a huge advocate of it. But I just now when I'm trying to see and implement this at scale and such, I just see something that is quite not clicking well. And so I really want you to help us better understand 
how a modern PBX system should work and how do you actually use it as a strength instead of a glitch in your communications? Definitely. So, you know, we've come across this question, right, a couple times, and particularly me being in Persist, and we are essentially a PBX phone system. It's, it's, it's a question that I've been asked over and over again. And actually, I just got off a call last week with uh, Filevine, and we were, they were discussing communications as a whole. And when we talk about PBX, right, that's a, a private branch exchange. That's what it actually stands for. Then you talk about VoIP and you talk about SIP, right? We hear all these terms that can be very confusing, right, Leo? I mean, that's generally what I hear. Yes, absolutely, Grace. I mean, honestly, it's just, I mean, PBX for me, it's a very familiar world, uh, word because coming from the hotel world, we actually had a department that it's called PBX and it's basically the telephone operator very manual work of course they're using systems and such but it's still kind of like that one person taking all the calls and then distributing them to all many different departments right when you think about hotel you have so many different people so many different departments you have the guests right so the organization needs to be flawless now uh of course you're talking about a different type of pbx system and so i'll let no, you go on <laughs> i'm actually talking about the same thing leo and that's the problem i think that most people can't make the connection to what our old phone system used to do and what the new phone systems are capable of doing in addition to other things. So when I talk about PBX, I know we're saying PBX, but that's just one component of a communication system. When I talk about phone systems and communications in general, I like to refer to what's called unified communications. Unified communications is what we're all trying to achieve when we have a business, right? The first thing they, they ask you is, what do you need? You're like, okay, I need this. I need that. I need a, a, a mailing address. I need this. It's interesting to see that most people forget some of the two most basic things, a phone number, which requires a phone system of some sort and a website. So when I talk about unified communications, I'm talking about everything in the communications system with anybody. So that includes your video communications, your chat, your voice, your, your live chat and talk, your uh, bot chats, and even presence, right? So sometimes we see all these presence information on our phones. It tells us, oh, this person's available. So when you have unified communications, that is the key. But how do you get there, right? You, you need to look at what your requirements are, and you need to look at different pieces of the puzzle to figure out what is going to work best for me. Okay, I hear you loud and clear, Grace. Now, because obviously there are different models here where this can be applicable. Why don't we start from small and then go big? Small offer, let's say two, three, four team members. What does PBX have to do here? How can it help them better manage their operations? So let's start there. What I suggest to most people, and you know, obviously I want everybody to have Persist. Persist is an inbound and outbound dialing system that includes your communications having to do with emails, text messages, and even chatbots if you have it integrated with your CRM. So for me, I look at everything as a holistic thing. But let's start, like you said, with a small business, somebody who just started. I look at two things. Do you have a Microsoft Office product or do you have a Google G Suite product? And generally speaking, you start that from there. Why do I start from there? Because Microsoft has phone licensing, 
it has basically the teams and you can also connect that to hard phones like yay link phones or polycom phones and you can have a soft phone which would be teams so if you have a microsoft office office i suggest that that's the route you go because you already have an enterprise agreement and it will be cheaper for you and make the most sense to have an integrated phone system and unified communication system with your emails and all of your office products. Does that make sense? It a hundred percent makes sense, Grace. I do agree that it just makes easier. Going back to our conversation from last week, just find what integrates best with what you already have. Now let's hear what are the options for when you have G Suite. So when you have G Suite, G Suite actually has Google Voice. So it has all of the same feature sets that you normally look for in a phone system available to you online. And you would just look for, if you do absolutely need a hard phone, you would look for a hard phone that actually integrates with Google Voice. And it has the options to forward to your cell phone, forward to voicemail, just all the same phone options that you would have in something like what most people are used to, Ring Central, right? Something like Ring Central, which a lot of people are very comfortable and have seen and used. This something this is something rather that would integrate with your full office. So if you have a G Suite, it would integrate with your Gmail, with your calendar, with your phone system, with your phone numbers, forwarding, campaigns. So that's why, just like you said, Liel, what we talked about last week, anything you have, you need to look at what you currently have and then see what integrates with that. And that includes your phone systems. So Grace, here's my first question with regards to this and where I can start seeing, you know, sometimes things just falling and crumbling into a disaster here. Mm -hmm. My experience is like when you start, okay, you take your Google voice and then you forward the call to an, another system, right? So that then that new new line where you're actually forwarding calls or calls can actually receive these calls. I get this feeling that is just like the connection is just not there. It starts generating a delay, right? From the point where Google actually receives the call to the time that the actual call gets forwarded. I get the feeling that there's already someone there on the other side of the line whose phone already kind of like uh, gave them the connection tone twice, which means that potentially anywhere between five to 10 seconds have passed. And up until now, your phone may have probably not even rang once or just the first time. And so, Grace, that is the main issue I see. How can you prevent that? Like, what's the best way to just keep that all together? Okay. So test, test, test. Just like you do with your emails and you split A, B, test everything, you need to con regularly test any call forwarding, any phone numbers you have out there, anything that you have routing to anything else, it's a computer system, for lack of a better term, for, for you to be able to understand this. It is a process and computer system that is telling it go from here to here so there will be just like any phones right when there's a, a, a potential issue or the, the phones are overloaded or um the network right like it, sometimes the network i can call you liel on your cell phone and sometimes they won't connect because we're on two different networks yes okay i get that testing is important. You want to make sure that you can experience yourself what your income callers are going to be experiencing themselves. Grace, um, so here's the thing. My, my question, the second part of it would be, is it better to just port 
whichever number you want to use, whether it's a vanity number, whether it's, you know, the number that you first got through Google Voice or some other software and got super excited, printed it in your business cards everywhere else. And now you're kind of like realizing there is a delay. Like I'm trying to forward calls from here to there and stuff, so it's just not working. Should you just take that number, port it out to another platform, which is actually going to be your phone system rather than uh, try to take something from another platform and get it to integrate somewhere else? Am I... Is, I understand does my question, question make sense? Okay. Yes, I do. I understand it very well because that's that's been a question we've been asked, right? Should I port my phone number or should I, you know, keep it in my system and just make sure I test it, right? Uh, generally speaking, it depends. And it's the same with everything, right? It depends on how you currently run, how many phone numbers you have, how many you're actually forwarding. In general, I would suggest that you don't, you forward as few numbers as you possibly can. That's in and of itself is, um, is, is important because you want the phone numbers to be the phone numbers that actually receive the calls. The more hops, potential delays, and connections that the system is making, that more you could potentially have issues, right? It's just like any time that you have something trying to talk to something else, there's going to be a potential integration issue on anything. And it's the same with forwarding a phone call. If you're forwarding something to something else, you better know that that works or port the number. Okay, great. So good example, keeping it plain, keeping it simple, starting up, just starting to scale, you can potentially still find a solution that you can, as you've said, integrate from these existing platforms you're already using. Why incur into an additional expense? You can potentially leverage what you already have and build up a system from there. Now, let's talk bigger organizations, right? What would be the right path to go there? And so I would like us to follow that same model, right? Let's suppose that this is the same law firm. It's just grown up bigger now. They need more lines. They need to be able to handle more calls. They need to be able to better route calls. What are the right solutions that they should start considering now? So as funny as it sounds, it's the same kind of considerations. Just now you need to look at something that will allow you to scale. Most of these systems do allow you to scale. It's going to be more expensive. It's going to be more, you know, more lines, more phone numbers that you have to purchase. So when you first do this, when you first put in and implement whatever it is that you're going to use, you can then look and see if there are other communication system, unified communication systems that integrate with your current systems. And that includes something like Persist. And that's why I can talk about Persist is because our system is a phone system that integrates with whatever phone system you currently have. We can use the numbers that you have. We can use the same phone numbers that you have, and it will show up that same way on the caller ID for your clients. That's the goal, right? always is to have the phone number that they recognize or that phone number that you have on a landing page to show up on the caller ID so that when they call you back, it comes back to you. It comes back to the group that you assigned to it, however you want to do it. So Grace, need- let me stop you there because yes. you're talking about something super important. Like I've had conversations about this a million times and it just always has different perspective and I always get different answers. Here it is, Grace. Now that we're talking about scaling up, you're potentially getting and making calls out of state. Now, 
what you're saying here, okay, you want the telephone number to be the same one that uh, they potentially dialed or they've seen on your website or somewhere so that they can recognize it. Now, here is my point. I think people are not so good anymore at, re at remembering telephone numbers. Like, if I just don't actually get an actual name of the caller, which you know smartphones now do, they recognize it from your contacts or from your emails and they, they actually display that name, even they say maybe and then the name of the organization. There are people who say, you know what, because you don't want to take that chance that the person will or not recognize your telephone number, you should aim for then showing a telephone number that is on the same area code that that person is, because then they're going to be most likely to answer it as opposed to a telephone number that could be your real telephone number that may be from out of state and then decrease the chances of people actually answering that call. Grace, what do you think about that? Hmm. So... I got to tell you, in the legal world, that's actually not a good practice. And even in the real world, I'd say that it's not necessarily a good practice. Why? Because people are used to getting phone calls from different locations. I'm used to getting a phone call from pretty much any state in the U.S. Even, it doesn't matter to me in nowadays. But that that's just one small, very small consideration. The major consideration of of randomizing or changing the area code is you can potentially get into a gray area of spoofing. It's a good point, Grace. I hear I hear what you say. So basically your answer is that, you know what, we're in a world in an age where people are used to seeing telephone numbers coming, calls coming from different uh, states. So I, I settle with that and I actually think it's quite logical. Good, good, yeah. Because I personally, you know, just ethically speaking and personally, uh, it doesn't come right out and tell you in the ABA handbook that it, of marketing that you're not allowed to change, you know, the the area code necessarily if you have an office in that location, you know, as a law firm. But if you don't and all of a sudden you're putting this information up, how are you supposed to, you know, you're claiming that you're in Fort Lauderdale with a 954 but you're not in Fort Lauderdale? So it's it it gets very gray and I personally suggest as far away as you can get against it. Point taken. <laughs> so, you know, when you took a look at unified communications, you also do want to see not just your phone system, right? Does your phone system or the phone lines integrate with your CRM? Does it integrate with your email? Does it integrate with your chatbots? Is there something that you can look at that can do all those different things? I, you know, obviously I want to say, go ahead, let's just go by persist because it can do all of those things for you and it can give you the phone numbers that you want and the phone numbers that you already have and do that for you. But I always tell people, no matter what you look for, be very clear in your mind what processes you're trying to either streamline, fix, or scale. Those are your three requirements. Are you trying to streamline, fix something, or scale it? Yeah, that makes sense, Grace. So, Grace, why don't you talk to us a little bit more in detail as to really like the functions that Persist will do for you. So you've explained, yes, it's a PBX system. It's a telephone system. It manages your incoming, your incoming and outgoing calls. Give us a little bit more of an example here so we can understand really how it actually impacts your operation and how does it actually help you better manage both case scenarios, the incoming and the outgoing. So I'll actually give you a, a, a recent campaign we did using the inbound and outbound scenario. So we set up a campaign using um, 
a essentially an IVR, which is a phone tree of selections that, you know, one or two, one to four questions that we may ask you kind of automatically. And to qualify you, we do a lot of mass torts, right? As you know, Leo. So in mass torts. That's right. There's a lot of times you want to pre-qualify people and not necessarily spend the money or the time on the phone because most of them actually would prefer that. Same with people, same with the agents. If you can pre-qualify somebody, not just through a form, but on the phone because they made the call, that's what we're doing. So we have a phone number that went out, the phone number on the landing page. They called that number and they went through a pre-qualification. Do you have, did you have ovarian cancer? Did you have this? Yes or no? Yes or no? After four questions, they're immediately transferred to the internal or agents or call center of the law firm. Or if you have a call center that you have assigned to your firm for whatever reason, it can transfer it to them. Now, if you do it internally, and this is something that you already have connected to persist as a campaign, that person that's calling you, incoming calling you, you will get a notification of what the phone number is and what campaign they're assigned to. So then all you have to do is input that information into whatever CRM, case management software, intake form that you need. Now let's take it all the way around. That person is qualified, signed up, done. Now you want to follow back up with them on the outbound side, right? This is a campaign. You need to call back, call them back, make sure that they sign the agreement or you're calling them back for medical records or, or whatever. doesn't matter. Persist now takes that phone call, quote unquote, in that campaign and it follows up with them in a sequence of events. So every day until they sign or do take the action that you want them to take, it's going to call, email, and or text them. You, once you get them on the phone, automatically connects with an agent inside of your law firm that has persist open and running and boom they get the pop-up in the case management software the person's name where they are in the campaign and they just continue to work in their case management software not in persist in case management software all that sounds beautiful music to my ears right super seamless on the spot right it keeps you keep it allows you to keep track and actually do it at vo with volume right Correct. because when you're initially thinking, you say, well, I have like probably five uh, potential cases that I need to follow up on. You potentially say, hmm, I may be able to do this, you know, just through a checklist, just make myself, I said, some reminders, maybe use the CRM to remind me about a few things and stuff. When you're doing this uh, with 20, as little as 20, right? I mean, of course, there are law firms that are handling hundreds of these uh, per week, but even already at 20, it's easy to let the, the, the ball drop. And the problem of letting the ball drop is that each time it drops, you're potentially losing a case. And so it, there is a lot at stake. Now, Grace, um, let me start you a, a few scenarios just so you can help me better understand how how Persist actually tackles different things that happen. Because, I mean, live, it's not as wonderful uh, always in the sense that you send a text message and people are just replying back at you on the spot as you would wish them to do. So um, you start with these qualification questions and you're not getting a response, right? To none, like ignored what happens next so at that point the the phone call it will tell you like again this is automation right so if they select the qualifications or don't select the qualifications it will then transfer to again whatever phone number that you've assigned to that campaign so it could be internal or it could be external does that make sense 
Yes, so it basically, you know, if it doesn't, if, if you're not being able to qualify through your preferred method, which is this text survey, it would actually connect them directly with an agent. Is that what you say? Yes. Okay, excellent. Now, what happens if this lead potentially is interacting and engaging with you after hours? You don't have, you don't have, and they, and they yes, they answer to the questions, you know, they're ready to talk with someone, but you don't actually have a 24-hour call center uh, to help you out. How can then the team in the morning when they come in, sign up, logging in to persist, know that, you know, there's someone that is ready to talk to them and connect to them they should be connected with them. Does Persist help you organize yourself in that sense? Like, no, okay, these are the first calls that need to be made today because they actually came during the out-of-office hours. So at that point, again, it boils down to process. So Persist is automated completely, meaning as soon as a status is assigned to a call of any kind by the system, meaning I need to call you tomorrow, the system will do that as soon as someone logs in to persist. So there's no thought or organization required from the intake center's perspective. It's all automated. So they get added immediately to the queue to be called the next day. Music to my ears. It's just simple and it helps you stay on top of what matters the most, Grace. So thank you so much for sharing so much about not just persist, but in general, some of the considerations you should have when selecting a telephone system, either if you're just getting started or if you're ready to scale up. So Grace, give us a few takeaways to wrap this up. So my first takeaway is look at all of your communications and how they interact with each other right now. It is important and you can see potentially how much you can save. So to me, that's takeaway number one. Look at all of your phone systems, what you have currently, and all of your communications and how they interact. Grace, let me let me give you takeaway take number two because I know you're going to have a great takeaway number three. So let me insert mine here in the middle. So when you say yours, you know, we can finish up on a super high note. But mine is actually, you know, make sure that whichever route you go, you can actually also use text messaging through your telephone system. I think it's such a powerful tool, Grace, that it gets underused. I think a lot of the communications moving forward with clients are gonna transition, particularly after that first initiation, that first call, they then can very well be managed through text messaging. So 100% do not ignore that component. What do you think, Grace? No, a thousand percent. That gives me my takeaway number three, as a matter of fact. Think about unifying your communications, and that includes text message and chatbots. You, you need to be there in communicating with your clients the way they want to communicate with you, not the way you want to communicate with right. them. And, and, but then, of course, you want those communications to get to you in a way that you can manage where you're available, right? Correct. Because if you need to have five different tabs open so you cannot so you don't miss out something right one tab with your uh telephone system mm -hmm. open and another tab with your chatbot open and then another tab for your text messaging platform open it's a nightmare That's it's right. a nightmare so it's a hundred it a hundred percent makes sense to have one consolidated system where you can actually keep and monitor and just be put up in front of those who are actually engaging with you no matter the mode you're there, nothing changes for you. You're just communicating 
through different channels, but you're still doing it from the same place without having to flex or change anything from your so end. That is exactly the point of persist because you go in your CRM and you see all the activities that have ever occurred with that individual, text messages, emails, chatbots, doesn't matter what communication you've done, you will see it at on the contact record, at the contact record level, on every contact record that's been touched by Persist. That's the key. Grace, thank you so much. And for everyone who is interested about how could Persist help their law firm streamline communications and improve their client's experience, please feel free to reach out to Grace. You have her contact details through the episode notes and through in-camera podcast as well. So Grace, thank you so much for such a great conversation and we'll thank be back you. next week. That's thank right. Thank you, Liel. Yay. All right. Hey, we didn't use our sound effects. Let's, let's click on something. Yay. <laughs> there we go. Okay, enough of that. Grace, have a great rest of your week. Take care. You too, Liel. If you like our show, make sure you subscribe, tell your co-workers, leave us a review, and send us your questions at ask at We'll see you next week.